Hey guys, welcome back to The Blair Way Project. So the last podcast episode, we unfortunately lost the video. So I'm going to read you a few things. The first thing is we're opening this podcast with a haul. You know, I know a lot of YouTubers do hauls like, oh my God, look what I got from Forever 21. Look what I got from Sephora. Look what I got from, you know, wherever. So this is my new Chris Vector. And she is brand new in Arctic. Uh, I guess that's the name of the color, right? Like I just bought it and then someone had messaged me and was like, oh, it's an Arctic Chris Vector. I'm like, I guess that means it's white. Um, I haven't shot it yet. I did do a photo shoot with it because vanity first, but I'm so excited to shoot it. I've heard it gets so dirty and so I have to be prepared for it to just basically be black. Um, but if you guys have this, let me know how you like it in comparison to maybe other guns that you know that I have that you also have. And then also... Tell me in the comments what color I need to customize this. Y'all know everything in my life is custom. Custom boobs, custom face, custom hair, custom car, custom colored firearms. That's what we're about. So let me know in the comments what color and I'll literally just do whatever you guys say. So that's part one of the haul. Second, because we're combining old Blair and new Blair, you know, Texas Blair loved to, or Texas Blair loves to collect firearms. LA Blair is still inside me just a little bit. And so I did get a new Gucci bag. So new purses, new guns. Let me get both of these in frame for a little thumbnail action. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the hall. So... This is a cute little Gucci bag. I also, um, I had went in and bought a different like nude colored Gucci bag and it was so disgusting, but it was in the middle of like a mental breakdown. I was literally crying in Gucci. True story. I was having a psychotic break in Gucci crying and I just purchased something in a desperate attempt for some serotonin. Uh, and it was really ugly. So I returned it and got this and a ring for the same price. So that's really cool. Um, not going to lie, L.A. Blair is dying. I mean, I haven't worn this out once. This was just like a serotonin buy. And if I'm honest, I've seen cuter like $40 bags off Amazon. And this is like 2K. So trash. Um, Let's just get into it. In the last episode for which we did lose the video, I had shouted out some content creators that I need you guys to follow, that I demand you guys follow because I'm feeling very different lately about trans discourse. I'm seeing some people, you know, rise up in the trans community, speaking their minds and saying some of the same things that I've been saying for years. Thank God. Uh, you know, I've, I've been like, where are all the other like little blares or big blares like coming? Like, why am I the only one? So we all know there's Buck Angel, but I have a list of a few people that I want you guys to follow. And you guys know, I never tell you guys to follow people. I never even tell you guys to follow me. I'm never like, subscribe. But like, I really am saying that like, if you support me even moderately, care about me, want to see other trans content creators that are like me, I'm giving you these guys' names and their links in the description. And I maybe demands a strong word, but I strongly suggest you follow them. So Sarah Higdon, that's the first person that I wanted to shout out. She is a trans woman and she is on the political right. And she is basically a smarter version of me. You know, I'm more of the bull in the China shop. You know, I'm gonna come through, talk shit, be really annoying, make everyone super mad, prove some points in the process. And I'm not going to say I'm ineffective, but you know, you have to have the the renegade one, then you have to have the well-spoken one, the well-researched one, the well-read one. That's Sarah Higdon. Sarah Higdon's awesome. Uh, she's been on a bunch of podcasts that I have as well. And it's really cool to see other trans women, you know, really be in this space, which is such a difficult space to be in, which is being trans on the political right or just diverging from the cult's narrative <laughs> at all, right? Like you don't got to be on the right, but like, can any of the girls wake up from the cults? Just a few. So Sarah Higdon. Links in the description, subscribe to her YouTube, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram. Please follow her everywhere. The second is Kelly Cadigan. Kelly is making some waves on TikTok. So surprised she's not banned. Um, and she is newer to the game. You know, she is has recently sort of like moved to the right and is approaching the trans issue in a way that I do very similarly. Um, and I support it. You know, we need the girls on TikTok too, although I highly suggest she starts a YouTube or a podcast or something that lives on a platform that is not as commied out as TikTok because sis, 
if you're even still on TikTok by the time this video comes out, you're lucky. Like your days are numbered on TikTok. <laughs> Surprise, you're still there. Please start a podcast. Please do YouTube videos. Uh, and then obviously Buck Angel. You guys know Buck Angel is like a father figure to me. I love him. Uh, he's always there as well. Follow him on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. If you support me, you have to support Buck. We're a package deal. There's, there's not one of us. You can't just be like, I like Blair. I don't know about Buck. I like Buck. I don't know about Blair. Actually, I could see some people being that way. I could see some people being like, Buck's cool, but like Blair's kind of a crazy hoe. Um, okay, so the next one, though, I'm really pissed about. Marcus Dibbs was banned off of YouTube a couple days ago. Now, Marcus Dibbs, also known as the offensive, can't even say this word on my channel despite being this myself, also known as the offensive T-word, uh, has been banned off YouTube with seemingly no explanation out of nowhere. And it's very upsetting because he did have a channel that was growing quite rapidly. Um, he was often breaking like 100,000 views on his videos and he approaches trans topics very similarly to me. Uh, and just to see him banned and to see him censored when I've only seen him engage in completely respectful dialogue. Um, sure, he has his opinions. So do I. He's a lot more respectful than me. He's a lot more respectful than half the contracts on this platform. And yet he's banned. Disgusting. Um, you know, I think that unfortunately he is a victim of someone saying, let's just kind of squash this person before they get too big and while they're rising up. You know what I mean? It's like, and I don't like that. Uh, I don't see why he was banned off YouTube. I hope it's reversed. I think he tried to appeal it and I, I don't know, but it's not cool. And, you know, it's a big, uh, you know, loss for those of us that are trans and fighting for rationality to have one of our very few troops taken out. It's like, wow, you know, and he's on Rumble and he's on other platforms. So please follow him on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. But man, his YouTube was growing and that is just really a shame. So shout out to Marcus. I hope that gets reversed. Uh, and regardless, I hope you continue to do good work because you can do your work on any platform. It just sucks that this happened on this one. So please go follow all those people. You know, I cannot, I cannot redirect the ship from hitting the Titanic by myself, right? I am one, I am two arms and, you know, I know that I am far from perfect in terms of like as a package, as a whole, you know, like. I am not necessarily the most marketable face of trans rationality. I'm posting bikinis all the time and my humor is crass and I'm hanging out with Alex Jones and like, I get it, right? Like Fox News is not going to have Blair White on. Fully understand. So we do need people, you know, that are willing to sort of market themselves in a ways that in, in ways that can get them in rooms that I can't get in, right? So we need all hands on deck for this stuff. Uh, it's, it's just so crazy. You know, I was talking to, uh, Michael Malice last night at dinner and he was like putting so much in perspective for me about like the trans debate and all this stuff. And just like from the outside perspective, it's interesting hearing sometimes he's like, it actually is nuts that you get hate for saying, please don't sexualize children or give them sex changes. And I'm like, yeah, it is nuts, isn't it? And he's like, no, it's far from normal. Like it's insane. I'm like, yeah, it, it really is. I mean, I, I know it's a lot to hate me for, but it's like the, when, when I get hit for that kind of shit, I'm like, wow, like the world has fallen. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it is what it is. Let's drag Ben Shapiro because I'm so over him. You know, there was a time when, and I'm not going to say he's completely, um, useless by any means. I'm not going to say he hasn't done good work for the ride. I'm not going to say that he hasn't built, you know, obviously the day of the wire, which has been, you know, uh, valuable in many ways and has been successful, et cetera. But like, it's really interesting how there was a time when I feel like he wouldn't get away with taking certain positions that he takes now that are completely authoritarian, anti-freedom, and quite frankly, pathetic. Him turning into a little gun grabber after the Nashville tragedy, 
you know, talking about how people with gender dysphoria, he doesn't have an issue with them having their gun rights taken away. <laughs> Already dragged him for that, so we're not going to reiterate, but come and take it, Benny. Come and fucking take it. Uh, not happening. Not happening. Sorry. I want to start a political party because the older I get, the more I genuinely only care about like free speech and gun rights. That's free speech in 2A is like my only real platform right now. Like y'all can have all these other topics. I know I'm up here talking about the trans stuff all the time and like having fun doing it. Glad to be here. But at the core of what I actually really only care about is the right to say what I want and pop you if you come into my house to do something about it. That's all I actually care about. All these other issues that y'all have, duke it out, sisters. Fight it out. I don't care. Right? And so anyone that comes for those things, I have an issue. So Ben Shapiro becoming a little gun grabber, that really um, was disgusting. And knowing that he has been against red flag laws, I'm not going to get into the gun grabbing stuff again. I can't. Already dragged him for that. Already did that. But Here's something else to drag him for. Long story short, my ADHD is like. Ben Shapiro says local communities should be able to ban men wearing tra traditional female clothing in public. So let's let's see if this caption doesn't have that. You know what what context this is. Let's just see. So I don't know why when people ask him questions lately, testing his, you know, belief in freedom, he seems to be flopping so hard. But um, I don't know what kind of conservative who claims to have the ultimate ideological goal of like a limited government, <laughs> a government who's not in your fucking business, uh, should also be able to dictate what clothing you're wearing or not wearing. Pretty disgusting, pretty authoritarian, pretty pathetic, um, pretty, uh, how do you even enforce that? Um, he, even in, in fucking responding to this, he's getting caught up in his own like double think, which is like, well, there's women in pants. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, so you mean it's subject to like, you know, the time and place and fashion trends. So that's, that's, that's what you're saying. Okay, let's have the police enforce that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the older I get, and this is why it's so crazy that I don't see a lot of other people that are like this. The older I get, the more I just want to be left the fuck alone. And people who have any sort of political ideology that is like, actually, I don't want any people to be left alone. I want people to follow these rules and be enforced and send the cops in for this and check clothing. And it's like, wow, like go to Saudi Arabia. You might feel very much at home there, Ben. I mean, I'm, well, you're Jewish, so maybe not, but regardless, Maybe you should go somewhere where things like that are strictly enforced and maybe you'll find that more appealing because this is America, motherfucker. Ding dong. Let, 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 me, let me call it Ben Shapiro. 1-800-MORON. Hey, this is America. Cops don't enforce what people wear here. To compare it to nudity or obscenity laws because, I don't know, a dude's wearing a kilt or a pink shirt or skinny jeans. Can we put the photo on the screen of Ben Shapiro wearing skinny jeans? Because I'm pretty sure he got dragged for that like a few weeks ago. He was like in a picture with like Jordan Peterson wearing straight up like girls skinny jeans, which in 2008 was a boy in 2008 who wore skinny jeans because that was like, you know, one of the only ways I could sort of like wear more feminine clothing when I was like, you know, eighth grade going through it, whatever. And I got dragged for that because why are you wearing girl jeans? Now Ben Shapiro is wearing girl jeans, but also talking about the police should be able to enforce clothing on people. Ben, get fucked. Like, no, no. And it really kills me how the right really gives up like, 
The right's doing great on rallying the base and state governments against child sex changes, but it really kills me how they say things like, just because you like the color pink doesn't mean you should transition you know, when you're a kid, like they, they tell parents, so your son likes pink. You shouldn't transition him. Your son likes wearing dresses. You shouldn't transition him. Your girl, your daughter likes boy things. You shouldn't transition her. Okay. So you want to tell people that they shouldn't trans kids, which I agree with, but also there's no alternative to letting them express themselves via clothing, which is completely safe. So you also want to police that. The world doesn't work like that, sweetie. There's people who are not going to express themselves visually just like you. And everyone else who works at the Daily Wire, okay? So I hate when conservatives will attack people who transition and then also attack people who are gender non-conforming and just wear what they want. It's like you can't have it both ways. When people were like, I saw some conservatives going after Jeffree Star. I was like, why are people acting like what he's saying is true? He's still wearing girls' clothes. Yeah, because you can do that without transitioning. And for you to attack both... That's when people just put, throw their hands up in there and they're like, okay, then I can't win with you. So I'm not going to listen to any fucking thing you say, right? It's like, keep it about kids. Keep it about kids' safety. The minute you're trying to police what people wear, what adults do and don't do and what they have on their bodies and, oh, those jeans are a little tight, better arrest him or he's wearing a pink shirt or she's wearing, you know, overalls, like, get fucked. It's just really annoying. You know, I just feel like I'm not a libertarian because I do think that the state in certain scenarios should be wielding power. I'm not some like anarchist. I'm not some like, you know, government has no place to enforce laws with people at all. Like that's not me. But like when conservatives start getting into this, like all the shit going on in the world, then you're like, yeah, I think local government should be able to ban people from wearing clothing of the opposite gender. It's like, just shut the fuck up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Uh, Riley Dennis. Bet you never thought you'd hear that word again. I def or that name again. I definitely uh did not expect that either. So if you are familiar with, so the headline is women soccer players injured by trans identified biological competitor male during match. Whew. If you are familiar with the early days of my YouTube channel, you know exactly who Riley Dennis is because I had made probably like 15, 20 Riley Dennis videos back in the day. There's a whole Riley Dennis saga. We'll put some thumbnails on the screen. It's a whole thing. Uh, and Riley really fell off the face of the internet. Honestly, partly because I think I bullied the shit out of Riley and I was really a bitch back then. I have to be real. I, I would go after Riley for things that Riley really didn't deserve to go after. You know, granted, I had a lot of valid criticisms, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them were like, wow, Blair's a bitch. Um, so <laughs> I did end up feeling kind of bad about that. So eventually I stopped. But Riley Dennis is back, and now I'm not feeling so bad about being mean. So first of all, women's soccer player injured by trans <laughs> players injured. So apparently Riley is sending hoes to the hospital playing soccer with them. Listen. I don't know a lot about sports. I know that there are certain sports where you really should just expect injuries. If you're playing football, even powder puff football, you're playing even like volleyball, like you're playing some shit, you're you're probably going to have some people coming in and out because they're injured. I don't hear people just going to the hospital repeatedly against a certain competitor in soccer. Like... I, Maybe soccer is that intense. I don't know. I just know I don't really hear about someone sending hosts to the hospital. That's crazy. It's like just this horrific picture of Riley. Like, here's what I don't understand. I know that everyone's body like reacts to hormones differently. Everyone's body changes. But like every trans woman I know that's on hormones, it's like you can see they're on hormones. Like, they have a whole extra layer of fat. It doesn't even mean they are fat. It means they have, like, there's a woman layer of fat that men don't have, and you actually do get that from hormones. And, like, why is Riley's shape like that? <laughs> like, why is Riley's skin like that, right? Like, I I don't know if Riley's on hormones or not. It just doesn't look like it in this picture. And the picture is jarring. I mean, it's just, like, a much bigger, clearly biological male, like, tussling with these female soccer players. 
really insane to see Riley come back out of nowhere. And for such a violent headline, it's like what I I here's the thing. All these trans hoes want to play sports so damn bad. And there's just so many of them, right? Where are the trans leagues? If there's this many of you hoes that just like got to get that out of your system, got to play sports. I mean, Riley's an adult. How, how you choose? Like, I can't imagine. Everyone's different. I'm not going to sound like I'm judging it. But like as a 29-year-old woman to sit here and like really be like, you know what? At like 29, I'm going to take up soccer. I'm going to start competing in leagues playing soccer. It's like, I'm not going to say you should be doing something else with your time, but I'm saying it's a little weird to take that up all of a sudden, right? Second of all, for your desire to play sports to be that important to you that you don't care, because here's the thing, Riley knows it's unfair. All these trans athletes, Leah Thomas, all these people, when they're, here's the thing, they can play the politics of it and they can play the ideology of it and they can be like well i'm a woman so that means i should be on the women's team <laughs> science they can play that shit verbally right but they know when they're on that field and kellyanne's going to the hospital from soccer when alexandra's going to the hospital from soccer when Leah Thomas is clearing <laughs> the fucking swimming pool after placing what number 100 and something in the male division. And all of a sudden, ooh, I'm number one. I'm sure that has nothing to do with any sort of advantage or the fact that I switched teams. They know it's unfair. I don't care. So that's what makes them bad people. That's what makes you a bad guy, Riley. I'm not even saying guy like, oh, you're a guy. I'm saying guy like, you're a bad guy. Like you're a bad person. If you participate in something that anything that you know you have an unfair advantage in, that's sneaky. You're a sneaky. Riley, you're a sneaky little bitch. But you're not even so sneaky because you're in Australia, which is so cucked. First of all, glad to hear y'all are out of your homes. Thought you were still on lockdown. Thought you were still being kept in, in camps. So first of all, glad you're even playing soccer. Maybe that's where we should start. Glad that you're able to live life again. However, it's not even sneaky, actually, because you get away with it because the politics there are just so fucked that no one can say shit to you. But I can say shit. And Riley, you tried it. I'm pretty sure I literally have a video titled Riley Dennis is back at it again. I maybe might title this clip video that. Right, and this is back. <laughs> Thumbnail. <laughs> I just, I can't. It's embarrassing. This type of shit's embarrassing, you know? And it's like, again, Riley knows. Don't let Riley play dumb. I actually don't think Riley's dumb. I think Riley's highly intelligent. Oh, God. These next motherfuckers are dumb, though. So let's get into it. So there are these extremely cringe, cringe isn't even the word, like this is like cringe core, this is like fucking like I'm vibrating, like cringe is like, ugh. no, every inch of my body is like vibrating even looking at this. I've been so triggered by these little fuckers. <laughs> There's these uh, Gen Z DNC paid TikTok kids. And when I say kids, they are adults. I think they're like 19 or 20. So I can bully them who <laughs> uh, are making the rounds on Twitter and they're getting dragged by Donut Operator and Brandon Herrera, both of which are really cool guys, by the way. I met them, uh, I think last month it was like last month or two months ago. Um, went out to the range with them. I got too drunk to shoot. I went there, I was supposed to shoot a bunch of guns and ended up just partying, got too drunk to even shoot anything. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, but anyways, they've been like going after these people and I've been like having a field day watching it. But now it's my turn. Uh, so let's just watch <laughs> why these kids are so cringy. Again, these are little feds, little DNC paid motherfuckers. Look at her 
Republican Party doesn't understand about Gen Z is we don't like you. You claim you want to appeal to Gen Z, but you call us stupid, you say we're dumb, you say we're indoctrinated. I promise it's a losing strategy. And Gen Z is watching the Republican Party extremely closely as they destroy our environment, take rights away from women, do nothing about kids being shot in schools. And if they think they can give the middle finger to our generation and get away with it, they're sorely mistaken. Y'all saw that? <laughs> I can't. Y'all saw him slap his fucking bicep? The smaller than mine bicep? Oh my God. I think that was the most cringe thing I've ever seen in my life. And, and I don't know how I'm literally chemically castrated. I'm a whole tranny and I'm more of a man than both of them combined. I mean, that's fucking fucked up. Like, I'm sitting here like, should I detransition? Because I could never be as much of a bitch as either one of them. Seriously. Uh, it's it's like the frantic – it's also like the frantic feminine energy that I'm like, okay, Alex Jones clearly is right about this water turning the frogs gay, but it's turning <laughs> the kids gay. Wow. Like, it was just so embarrassing. The fucking flexing at the end, I can't. And then you have, <laughs> here's them being interviewed by Tim Dillon. And I think this clip is so revealing. To be honest, like it's, it's actually really hard in this space, right? Like we have like 45 seconds to record a video, keep right. people's attention. And a lot of the people on our side, like if they start hearing, like I've actually done it before. I've, I've criticized like a Democrats, like specifically Hakeem Jeffries and it, it all just went south. Like I started losing followers. Like it's bad, right? And I really want to be that person that like reaches the other side because Democrats, I mean, they're horrible at their jobs, right? They do a lot of sh shitty things, although I'll vote for them all the time. Um, but it, it's also hard in the space to criticize That's a them. good, can we clip yeah. that quote? They're horrible at their don't. jobs. Please, they do God, shitty please don't, please don't, please don't clip that. Them. Please, no, 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 please. Look how, first of all, a few things. Look how genuinely scared they are of that getting clipped, of a clip of them criticizing their own side. And here's how you know like, the right has so many issues, but, like, here's where I appreciate the right so much. I don't lose followers for criticizing people on the right. I dragged Ben Shapiro, and it was unanimously positive in my comment sections. I didn't drop followers. I didn't get backlash. Everyone was like, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, what the fuck? We, we're here because we swore the Second Amendment, not people. Whereas... These leftists, it's like, yeah, you you criticize your own side and you are going down. You are getting eaten. You are getting canceled. And that's not a life to live. That's a life of conformity. That's a life of lying. Because to be a part of any sort of group or political side or whatever that is just going to eat you for saying the wrong thing, that means you have to lie all the time. Because there is no person who always agrees with everyone on their own side or every move that politicians that they vote for support. And anyone who says that is a fucking liar. So these kids literally have to lie for a living now, or they will get eaten alive by their own side. And that's really sad. You know, I remember um, back in 2020, I had done a string of more like apolitical content where I wasn't really... Um, I just felt apolitical at the time. I wasn't doing a lot of like right-wing content. I wasn't really sharing my opinions, not because I was scared to share them, but because I just wasn't as interested in politics at the time. And uh, because of that, I had garnered like a lot of like leftist followers who just followed me for the trans shit. And the minute I started like saying things they disagreed with, all of them fell off. It wasn't real growth. It was like 100,000 people and none of them were real followers because they were literally there thinking I was a leftist. And the minute I saw that they saw that I wasn't, they fucking unsubscribed. So it's like, yeah, you don't want people like that. I, I'll, I'll take a right winger. I'll take a right wing follower over a left wing follower any day. Not that I'm like saying that I don't want left wing followers. Obviously I support and I love everyone who follows me of all political persuasions, but there's just a certain willingness that people on the left have to cancel you. Perhaps not the ones that I attract now because I'm so open with my politics, but if they, it's just a whole thing. So these kids, I actually feel bad for them that they're building an audience of people who don't actually give a shit about them. They just want to hear what they want to hear. And the minute they diverge on that, they're going to get canceled. But let's, let's keep watching these cringe fucks because 
First of all, they were denying being paid by the DNC, by the way. And they got they got like community notes on their tweets. Uh, donor operator was like clowning the fuck out of them in the comments, proving that they were. It was like a whole thing. But let's watch this one. So the sale of AR-15 style rifles has now been banned in nine states, but in reality, it should be banned in every single state. With the AR-15, for example, it's been used in some of the worst mass shootings in American history, whether it be Uvalde, whether it be Parkland, whether it be Las Vegas, this rifle is dangerous. And the fact that it hasn't been banned yet is disgusting, but I can promise you we're going to make it happen and Gen Z is going to be the ones to do it. So it kills me how y'all don't ever actually even know what you're talking about. And what also kills me is like, I remember back when I was this young man's age, when I was a young man, like this young man, and the kids who were pro-establishment were the losers, right? It's like, you didn't get any cool points for sucking up to the establishment. And the fact that you see yourself as some sort of righteous individual when you are literally knocking on the government's door to take away your rights... Aren't y'all from the political party that are supposed to be fighting for the rights of people, right? You're like, government, please take my rights. Take away my guns. It's embarrassing, quite frankly. And I can't even stand to look at it. I can't even stand to look at it. It's pathetic. And again, I'm considering detransitioning because I could never in a million years, no matter how much estrogen I take, dream of being as much of a bitch as you. That's all I have to say about the uh, cringe kids. <laughs> That's what we should call them, the cringe kids. Uh, speaking of something to do with kids that isn't cringe, is actually very serious to talk about, is this article that I really wanted to share because it hits pretty close to home. Up to one in four middle and high school students are abusing Adderall. Shocking NIH-funded study finds. Let me just set my gun down really quick. Uh, so this is really, really bleak to me. So oftentimes when we talk about like child sex changes, trans kids, child trans surgeries, uh, you know, that's like an extreme example of the medicalization of children, uh, school age kids and people. And sometimes we forget like about everything that is not as obvious as that, which is how many kids are placed on serious psychiatric medications for normal adolescent behavior. And I know this study is, you know, about kids who are abusing Adderall and abusing those drugs, which is something different, which is them getting a hold of it and using it. And, and that's awful. But I also wanted to raise the point that a lot of kids are placed on amphetamines and what is literally meth for normal adolescent behavior that oftentimes their parents just don't want to cope with. Their parents don't know how to deal with. Their parents uh, just want to squelch and don't want exhibited. And I think that's really insane. You know, I have often talked about how, you know, it's it's no shocker. And y'all don't even know the half of it, but I had like a not great childhood. <laughs> I had the childhood that like every few years I'm like remembering repressed things and like figuring out new traumas. Oh, there's a trauma. There's a trauma. Oh, that happened to me too. Oh, brain suppress that. Thank you, DMT, for bringing that back up. Like it's a whole thing with me. Um, so because of that, I obviously wasn't a very happy kid. And rather than change the environments or, you know, things that were making me upset, depressed, sad, and making me a sad kid, my mom chose to take me to, uh, a doctor who said he has ADD, ADHD, OCD, all of these things. And they tried to place me on a bunch of pills. I don't know why I had the wherewithal or the like knowledge to even in that setting, I was probably nine or 10 years old. So I was very young. But even at that age, I remember thinking, oh, this doctor is just getting money by putting me on these pills. My mom just doesn't want to deal with the fact that my home life is shit in part because of her. So they just want to put, she wants to put me on pills so she doesn't have to deal with it or feel guilt. And he wants to put me on pills because he's getting money from it. I knew that as a kid. This, this is why I say, you know, I was never really like a child. I came out of the womb just in the know. Um, <laughs> no, but low-key, I did. I, I feel like I had shit figured out like, at a very early age. I was like, oh, God, everyone's so stupid. It was, like, annoying. Um, teachers especially. Ugh. But anyways, 
So I would hide those pills like under my tongue and not take them. I'm sure a certain percentage got absorbed from just holding them under my tongue for five minutes or whatever. But I would, you know, not take them. And I'm not sitting here trying to say, because I know people are going to jump in and be like, well, my kid needs this. Okay, cool. If, if you're in a circumstance where your kid desperately needs something like that, then that's fine. I'm not talking about you. So if the shoe fits, it fits. If it doesn't, then keep it pushing. I'm talking about kids who are placed on these very serious medications that alter their brain chemistry for life before they can consent to it. I had tweeted about this and someone replied and was like, I have a friend who was placed on Adderall, which is meth, by the way. It's an amphetamine. It's meth at five years old. And now he can't function without it as an adult. How demented is it? And by the way, just to get very personal, a few years ago, I stumbled upon a little bit of an Adderall, not addiction, but I found myself in an Adderall era. <laughs> it was about a week long. It was an era, right? It was not an addiction, but it was an era where I was taking Adderall. Don't ask why. Don't ask how I got it. I'm, gonna, I'm grown. However, what I learned from that is how demented it is that they give it to kids. Sorry. It's actually the devil that they give that shit to kids. Like, first of all, the numbing of your soul that happens, and you only really know what I'm talking about if you've like taken it. it like it numbs your soul. The come down from it makes you borderline S word. S idol. If you catch my drift. It's an extreme come down from these from Adderall. Like, I mean, just to get really, really blunt, I found it worse than the Molly come down. Haven't done a lot of Molly, did it once. The come down was really harsh. I was like in the shower, like depressed. Nothing compared to Adderall. Nothing compared to trying to cut Adderall out when I found myself in my little week long Adderall era. And so the idea that a kid would be placed on this at five years old and then just on it for life is so demented and it's just so crazy. And, you know, I think these drugs are really abused and I think it's really sad that there's so many kids on them. And I just wanted to put that out there. You know, it's like I'm not saying that it's never needed because I'm not smart enough to know if it's never needed or sometimes needed or whatever. I just know that there are a lot of cases where it's not. And there's something about our culture that medicalizes kids so easily with such an ease because it's there and because people don't understand the seriousness of it. And, um, you know, I, I often say we're going to look back at this time period as America's obsession with medicalization, whether it's pressuring everyone to get the vaccine, you are kicked out of society if you don't get the vaccine, whether it's puberty blockers at 11, whether it's everyone's on a different SSRI. It's like, I get that raw dogging life is hard, but if you've ever taken any of these mind altering drugs before, um, I find it a little harder to go on and off of those than just raw dogging life, if I'm being honest. Life is easier than these. And it really makes you understand like meth addicts, you know, like not outing anyone in my life, but like I've had like a meth addict or two in my life, throughout my life at different periods, like, not going to say when, whatever. Um, and it does, and that little, maybe I'm being dramatic, but that little Adderall era that I was in, because that is meth, um, really made me understand the meth addicts that I've known more. And I grew like an empathy for them, not like a let them off the hook type of way, but like a, damn, how could you be like a functioning person going on and off like the street version of what I'm doing right now in my little era? Wow. Like drugs are evil, but Shout out to everyone who's out there raw dogging it. Not during sex, that's dangerous, but just in life in general. Always use a condom. I was going to say something so crazy, but I'm not going to put that out there because that would be so irresponsible of me. I'm not going to say it. You can guess it in the comments. You can guess where in my demented little mind that statement that I'm not saying might have come from and then guess what it might be. Anyways. Let's react to some woke-ass bitches on TikTok. Because I know that's what y'all came here for. Well, a certain segment of you. I see the analytics. I see 
on the little strip, the retention. Y'all love that woke TikTok section. And I love doing it because I love clowning these hoes. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. Don't tell me they don't deserve it. Get clowned. <laughs> I'm really a funny bitch. Like, I was thinking the other day, it's like, I could probably do stand-up. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe part of, like, the funny part is that I'm, like, not funny. <laughs> I'm a funny bitch. Roseanne said I was funny last night. I was hanging out with Roseanne, and she said I was funny. So, go fuck yourself. She's a funny bitch. All right. Mental health counselor says losing weight is intentionally fat phobic. Another great question this person is asking if there is any time in which intentional weight loss is not fat phobic. I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of the times, if you are intentionally losing weight, it is fat phobic. I'm leaving that point little 0.1% in case I am truly, truly wrong, but I don't think I am. And here's the reason why. I'm not saying if you exercise and happen to lose weight that that is fat phobic. I'm not saying if you start a medication and you happen to lose weight, that is fat phobic. I am not saying that if you're going through any type of, you know, illness, and that is altering your body in some way, that that is fat phobic. I'm saying when you are intentionally exercising to lose weight, altering <laughs> your diet to lose weight, doing any activity intentionally to lose weight <laughs> is fat phobic. You're a demented hoe. That's so crazy. Like, sometimes I wonder, you know, how the shit that comes out of your mouth, anyone who says this kind of shit, how does that come out of your mouth and you don't like, no, it's bullshit. How do you convince yourself to sit up here on the internet.com and say, working out or having a diet is fat phobic? First of all, I'll be fat phobic all day. I think it's actually a very healthy fear to have to be afraid of being fat. Uh-oh, I'm afraid of dying at 40. Uh-oh, I'm afraid of heart disease. Call me a hater. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid of limited mobility. I'm afraid of not being attractive to the opposite sex. Like what, what is there to not be afraid of, sister? Because it, it does have me shook, the, the idea of getting fat. I don't want to be fat, I'm afraid of that. Furthermore, you want to talk about dangerous misinformation. TikTok wants to ban people for, you know, dangerous or misleading information. This hoe is telling people that they should not be losing weight because it makes them fat phobic. Disgusting. Who hurt you? Was it a fat person? Probably not. But regardless, like, just, just. Stop running your mouth, Seth. It's not working out for you and it's not a good look. The whole look of like you opening your mouth and words coming out isn't appealing on you. I just can't. Also, why do people like film whole TikToks that they want to go viral and they want to get attention from and look like they just rolled out of bed? It's like, I'm not saying you have to like do a fucking beat down sesh on your face, but like just rolling out of bed talking about it's fat phobic to lose light. Like, can't get any kind of look together. I don't know. Maybe that's like pretty phobic. I don't fucking know. All right. This, this hoe, and I use that word very lightly. This trans woman is making some threats towards people who have an issue with Zer using the women's bathroom. So let, let's hear Zim out. <laughs> If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. 
So if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. How much you want to bet this person who is literally calling for violence is not banned on TikTok? That's the first thing. Second thing, you open the video by calling yourself an animal, and I have to agree. You're an animal. I would be incredibly fearful of you and that hairline. If I could even see it, you look like you're 6'4", so I probably couldn't even see that high, but if maybe you were squatting, I don't know, that hairline all the way in the back, like Rosa Parks girl on the bus before she moved up. Everyone's like, Blair, why do you keep making the joke about people's hairlines being like Rosa Parks in the back of the bus when she sat in the front? She didn't always sit in the front. She worked her way up to that with courage. And thank God she did. But she was in the back, like this motherfucker's hairline. And I just have to say, I can only imagine, you know, I know like the average woman would look at this person and be like, oh, I would not want them in the bathroom with me. That'd be scary. Like, that's a beast. That's an animal. That's a threat. And I have to agree. Like, I would not want to be in the bathroom with this person at all. I would immediately feel threatened if I saw this person in a bathroom. Um, and the idea, it's like, there's a lot of things I hate about the trans debate and a lot of ways in which it's, like, manifested in society and people's minds that are toxic and that I don't like. But, like, the bathroom one is really the most effed up because straight up, like, we got to, like, make bathrooms a place of, like, ideological war. That's just so cringe and unnecessary to me. And it's not even one side's fault. It's not the right being overreacted because you have bitches like this. I use the word bitches very loosely. Talking about call to arms, this will be the last day on earth if you stop me from going in the bathroom. Zer, if anyone's stopping you or even side-eyeing you from going in the bathroom, that doesn't even mean that they necessarily clock you as trans. That means they clock you as a threat. Because let me tell you something. Before I even transition, y'all seen the pictures. When I was like a teenager, had my little purple mullet, my little pink side pony, my little glitter heels, look looking like the HFIC, head fag in charge. Back when I had that aesthetic, I would use women's restrooms and it was literally so not a thing. Like no one even looked at me twice. Like everyone back then knew I was like a little like homo going in the bathroom, but they didn't care because it was like, yeah, clearly he's safer in here than in the men's bathroom. We don't want him in the men's bathroom and he's not going to do anything here. Who's scared of a little gay boy? Because it's not even about like gender. It's about like a threat analysis, right? And this is what, what trans women who do not actually transition or at least don't transition successfully don't understand about women. And this is something that you learn when you transition and you actually pass and walk through society being viewed as a woman, you start to learn the ways in which women think. And unfortunately, based on the culture we're in, society or whatever, when you're a woman and you're out in public, whether you are in a parking garage, in a grocery store, in a public bathroom, in a gym, you are doing a threat analysis of like all the men around you. It's subconscious most of the time. Sometimes you have to actually think about it. But every woman is aware of the men in their presence and whether or not they are friendly, a threat, creepy. Like they make that subconscious analysis. That's what women do when they see you. And you're not passing the, what's the opposite of a threat? You're, you're being clocked as a threat. And that's a you problem. You're the problem. You were always the problem. 
you will continue to be the problem. I've never, and this is where people get so like, Blair's, Blair has passing privilege. Blair's privilege. Bitch. Calm down. What I was going to say before I had to preface it with what the annoying people are going to complain about is that I've never been side-eyed going into a bathroom. And people can say, well, that's because you had the money to transition. And that's because, yeah, the money that I worked for that I didn't get the government to pay for for my transition. Yeah. But I actually think it has less to do with looks and more to do with energy. Because I've been in bathrooms where like a feminine gay man will come in the woman's restroom. I've been in that situation as a trans woman now, like out in the, the bars and the clubs or whatever. Sometimes like gay dudes just go in the women's bathroom and they're clearly not a threat. This Zer is clearly a threat. This is a walking, talking time bomb. You have a chip on your shoulder. You're talking about call to arms. You're talking about this is going to be your last day. You're not giving woman energy. And it is so much about like a disarming, non-threatening energy that people are, or that's when they're okay with you. But you're walking into the bathroom like you're going to war, like it's that deep. Like you don't need to go to war, sis. You probably should be using a unisex bathroom until you do something about that hairline. Because damn. They even got wigs. They got wigs on Amazon for 20 bucks. Blair's being mean. He's threatening to kill people in the bathroom. <laughs> but, but Blair's being mean. I can't believe Blair is making fun of the appearance of this person threatening to end people's lives in public restrooms. That's how y'all sound. And that's why I clown you. Because it doesn't make sense. What's not clicking? Doesn't need to click over here, over here, back here, Rosa Parks, right here. I just don't understand. All right. Ugh, day 172 as a woman. Why are we keeping track? This isn't even Domo Bain, this is a different hoe. And I use that word lightly, ever so lightly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, do you get to be a hoe if you're not even giving? This is wild. Sammy Sweetheart is trending on Twitter right now, I'm seeing. And there's a new episode of Jersey Shore airing right now, which is my shit. So I'm like, I don't need to get off here and see why Sammy's trending on Twitter. Um, but let's let's watch this. <laughs> the caption is no real woman films themselves in the restroom. When are we going to kick out the fetishists from the trans community? Like, I I often say this, and no one believes me, but there was a time when trans women really didn't like the fetishists and really wanted them to stay out, right? Like, they made a differentiation between cross-dressers, fetishists, and trans women, and we looked down on the cross-dressers, and now the cross-dressers are in the public restrooms filming themselves with cat ears on. Embarrassing, disgusting, tragic, vile. Porn has warped your mind into thinking you can enter a woman's restroom. Embarrassing. Very embarrassing for you. And for your father. And for your mother. And for me watching this, quite frankly, I mean, the dress is hideous. You look. I could cry for you, but I'm actually going to pray for you. Just kidding. You don't deserve it. Um, the caption is absolutely right. No. Yeah. So you're such a real woman. Why are you filming yourself in the bathroom? Why are you being the stereotype of the fucking tranny in the bathroom who's has a fucking camera? It's like, just stop. <sighs> you know, I would never fix my mouth to sit here and say, I'm a real woman. I'm a woman, period. I'll say that in real life because it's like, I'm not going to fucking say trans all the time in real life. That's pointless. But, you know, we're having this conversation and we're all in the know here. 
So I'm not going to sit here and say I like I completely get being a woman because I don't. But it is so clear that I get it a little more than these people who don't understand that a man wearing cat ears in a bathroom is a threat. Because I would feel that. And the fact that you wouldn't means that you have no idea what it's like to walk through the world as a woman. You have no idea what it's like to be perceived as a woman. You never will because you're starting out doing some perverted shit and it's disgusting. We need to kick out everyone who transitions for sexual reasons. I don't care. I don't find you valid. If you transition for a sexual purpose, I don't find you valid. You are not a real trans person if you transition for sexual kicks to get off because you think it's hot. You're not a real trans person. Don't care. You're a fetishist. And how dare you latch yourself onto the real experiences of trans people who just want to be left the fuck alone and that maybe really do work really hard and pay a lot of money to pass and still don't and have to get viewed with the same brush as you with your fucking cat ears in the bathroom. You know what I mean? That's what everyone doesn't get. Like, people think that I have such a different view on passing than I really do. I feel for all the girls who put in a lot of work and still walk out the door and people see them as a man. I, I do feel that. I know what it's like to be dysphoric. I, I had to pay a lot of money to walk through the world and feel, and I know I still get clocked sometimes. Every trans person gets clocked. I don't give a fuck. However, I feel for the girls that really don't pass the most because they're the ones that are going to be in a bathroom and be seen in the same light as my dude with cat ears in the bathroom right there. You know what I mean? It's like, that's really ugly. And like, wow. So you're making you're making the lives of women and trans people around you exponentially worse. You are literally just like a parasite. You're a horrible person. You're a disgusting man. And you are the problem. All right. Watch another one of another trans woman filming herself in a bathroom. So what are you going to do about it? We're recording it. Are you going to arrest me? Are you going to give me a ticket? This woman simply said she didn't care. So here's what these hoes don't understand. She passes. This is a trans woman who passes. However, I have such an issue with bringing cameras into a woman's restroom. Like, just don't do it. You're not proving a point. You're not making anyone feel safer. You are like pissing on people who have real fears and real trepidations about this. You're making things worse. Do I think this person is a predator in any sense? Absolutely not. However, like, why are you fanning those flames? It's like, ugh. I saw a video the other day of a biological woman getting kicked out of a bathroom. Or not kicked out, but there was someone like, get out of here, you're a man. And it's a biological woman. She just looked kind of manly. It's like, you're hurting those women too. You're making everyone go into bathrooms paranoid. Just stop with the filming in the bathrooms and stop with the, ugh, I hate it so much. All right. Nevada Democrats dismiss voter ID as unconstitutional despite majority of voters supporting it. What's wild? Democrats have this position of voter ID being this like human rights violation, but you couldn't enter a movie theater, a concert, go to work, go to school without a vaccine card for like two years. And, and that level of like hypocrisy is just like insane. It's like, I remember, let me not incriminate myself. I remember having to show a vax card, which was my vax card. It belonged to me. It was in my possession. To get into very basic events and things for like two years living in LA. But voter ID is the human rights violation. Voter ID is racist. Voter ID is voter suppression. Embarrassing. Embarrassing to be a Democrat. I mean, as much as like the Republicans are so embarrassing and as much as like we have like Ben Shapiro talking about, well, there is a point to be made about banning women's clothing on men. That's so fucking cringe and annoying. This is the shit that's like, 
can't even get there in my head being a Democrat or voting for Democrats. Can't even get there in my head. It's like, I can get to voting for Republicans while also dragging the cringe among us, but I can't get to voting for Democrats because there is not enough manpower in my body to drag the demons among them. You know what I mean? It's like, we got the cringe over here. They got the demons. And it's like, I'll take the cringe and I'll clown them and try to reform them. But the demons, I can't do it. Listen, I love you guys. That is it for this episode. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Rate this podcast on Spotify. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And I'll see you in the next video. Bye. Or next podcast.